What's up, y'all? Shoe Booty Sports coming at you Thursday night. A couple of days late on this, but it's all good. Uh, Gives us a little time to, I guess, talk about a few more things in the sports world. A lot of it going on as we speak and has already taken place tonight here Thursday night. College football has really kind of started to kick off this week. Of course, you had a couple of games last week we'll touch up on. But, yeah, it's really starting this week. Um, First, uh, introduce ourselves. As you should know by now, this is your your host, Graham Powell, co-host Bradley Brown. That's me. That's him. And we will give a quick shout-out to our sponsor. Shoe Booty Sports is presented by Rhino Races. Rhino Races is a virtual race series that offers five different races, a 5K, 10K, half marathon, a marathon, and the Rhino Ultra. Sign up for one or all five of their races at rhinoraces.com. Run your race at your convenience. Track it with your fitness app of choice. Uh, screenshot your results as proof of completion. Submit those results to rhinoraces.com under the Submit Results section. All you need is a screenshot. Once your results are verified by Rhino Races staff, your award will be shipped to you by mail. Uh, also, check out their gear section for T-shirts, wristbands, decals, and more. Check is what I meant to say. I think uh, an I got inserted in there. Check. But, yeah, check out their gear section. T-shirts, wristbands, decals, and more. Again, rhinoraces.com. Rhino Races is the premier virtual running series. Also, you can find us, Shoe Booty Sports, on Apple, Spotify, and Google Podcast. Uh, the Wisdom app, subscribe to the YouTube channel, and follow us on Twitter at Shoe Booty Sports. Okay, so currently going on as we speak, a couple of games. Uh, UCF is destroying Kent State, by the way. So, uh, shout out to the Gus Bus there in uh, Orlando. Where's UCF? Yeah, we'll say <laughs> it's It's like, it's got to be Orlando. I think it's Orlando, UCF. Um, but yeah, they're off to a good start. Obviously, today it was forty-two to three in the third quarter when I last checked. Hey. And yeah, I got here. I I haven't been home very long. Turned the TV on. Kind of have an idea what I'm going to get from Florida, but not sure. And when I saw the score, the halftime score, seventeen-three Utah. Can't say I was surprised. Just more of the same from Florida, struggling against a you know, a formidable opponent in Utah, a Pac-12 opponent. And, yeah, it's – I mean, and Utah's been in the Rose Bowl the last two years, lost both times, but – They've had a pretty good past couple of years, that's for had, sure. They've had a good past couple of years, just not in the Rose Bowl. Oh, If you're going to rock those dope helmets, though, like – and by dope, I mean fire helmets. With the rose, yeah. Yeah, with the Rose on it. I feel like you got to win at least one of them. Haven't done that, but yeah, maybe maybe third time's the charm. I don't know. Uh, USC's probably going to have a little something to say about that. But what what's happened to Florida? I mean, it, since Urban Meyer, I, I mean, we grew when I grew up. Florida was the team in the SEC. It's uh, Alabama got a natty in '92. I wasn't really paying attention to college football then. I was seven, eight. But when I really started following college football, Florida was the team. Florida was the team in the SEC, and they were by a mile. Uh, it was Florida, top tier, and then there was everybody else. If you were playing Florida, you could pretty much chalk up a W for Spurrier. Uh, they took a dip after Spurrier left, of course, but um, it, Urban Meyer comes back, and then or comes back. Urban Meyer 
takes over and gets it pretty. I, I I would say on the same level as Spurrier had it. You know, Spurrier was there longer, I guess you could say. So it was, it just felt like it was a more dominant run, even though Urban got another. He got one a uh, one more natty than Spurrier did. You know, two national championships and was it two and three years? I, I believe it was two. Yeah, it was two and three years. Yeah, yeah they had um, a chance of repeat. So yeah, two two and three years. A heck of a run. Florida was the team then, and then by, I guess, Tebow's senior year, Alabama had overcome them and beat them in the SEC championship game, and then that's been Alabama's spot ever since, minus these past couple of years with Georgia. But Florida has just steadily dipped ever since Urban Meyer left, and it's just been this constant – I don't want to say this constant decline. They're just – They've just kind of plateaued as a middle-of-the-pack SEC program at this point in football, and that's weird. Very weird. It's it's weird with all those recruits in Florida. I know Miami's going to get some of them. I know Florida State's going to get some of them and have gotten some of them. Yeah. But still, it's UCF. Florida. Don't forget UCF. They're probably yeah, getting UC, it. UCF too. is – yeah, UCF is getting some too. Um, I mean, you know, Gus can recruit. You know, Gus can coach. Uh, at least I think that that's uh, yeah. that's up for debate in Arkansas and Auburn territory. But you can't argue with Gus's record at Auburn, uh, especially considering who replaced him. And yeah, I, I know there's plenty of places to go in Florida, but universities that is but it's still florida at the end of the day it's the florida gators and they're supposed to be they're supposed to be the team to beat in the east not georgia it's weird it's more talent or you think it's more coaching it's both that they don't have the same talent level of talent anthony richardson i mean he was a freak athlete but he wasn't his numbers weren't that good and he was very inconsistent uh, throughout last season, had a great first game, uh, beating beating Utah. I believe it was, yeah, I believe it was. They played Utah last year, and uh, the Gators beat them. And Anthony Richardson had, Richardson had a game, but he didn't match that the rest of the year. That performance, he j- you just saw that kind of greatness in spurts. And by greatness, I mean you could just playmaking ability. Yeah, yeah, it. The coaching isn't there. The coaching's not there. The recruit, the play, the talent level isn't there. Recruiting hasn't been what it used to be. It's just not the same program anymore. Georgia has taken that spot, and they've not only taken that spot, they've taken that spot and jumped another step up. They have jumped a spot above Alabama. Now, we'll see what happens this year, but, I mean, Georgia's had the number one recruiting class, I think, two, three years in a row. And that that's including this year. Alabama's right behind them, but it's gonna be it's gonna be a big showdown if it happens. You know, we didn't get to see it last year in the SEC championship game. Uh, Tennessee, Tennessee ruined that, and I, I can't even remember the other team that beat Alabama at this point. But LSU. yeah, it what was it LSU? Yeah, it was, wasn't it? Yeah, Brian Kelly. 
my family. Yep. That was never going to get old to me. But yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what's happened to Florida. You can certainly fix it, but you you got got to get the right guy in there. I don't know that Billy Napier is the guy, but it's still early. I just don't know if they're going to have the patience to to yeah, let him build. I don't think the mediocrity is going to last long. I mean, surely in within two to three seasons, they'll be out of this slump, you would think. It's been like this for a while, though. This isn't anything new. I mean, this is this has been Florida for the last more than several years now. I mean, Arkansas beat them when we went to go see them at, in 20-whatever. Uh, that was a route of game. 17? Yeah, something like that. Uh, yeah, that, that was probably the highlight of that season for, I think, that team that eventually went like 7-6 and six and blew their last two games. That that started Bielema's downfall, but that was really their that Arkansas team's last good performance. And we we said... I remember leaning over to you during that game and saying, how is it that Florida, the University of Florida, can't get a quarterback? I think it was Luke Del Rio. It was Jack Del Rio's kid was the quarterback. Yep. He was just, you know, overthrowing guys left and right throughout the game. Uh, That's just what I, what I was thinking. How is it that the University of Florida can't find a quarterback? But they've been that team since throughout that time. I mean, that's they've been nothing special. They've had some big wins here and there, but nothing consistent, nothing like we're used to seeing. And it can certainly be turned around, but you got to get the right guy in there to do it. I don't know if this is the right guy uh, based on what we've seen in, you know, the first half. I haven't seen any of the game, but I don't need to. I see the score. Florida scores points. They're supposed to score points. They've got three at halftime, down 17-3 to three at Utah. Are they at Utah or are they in the swamp? No, they're at Utah. Okay. It shouldn't matter either way. Florida's, Florida's supposed to score points. Spurrier built the brand to score points. Urban Meyer scored points. Uh, Fl- Florida's got to score points. They brought in, gosh, who was it they brought in to, was it Jim McElwain? Yeah, it was Jim McElwain. I remember they brought him in from Alabama to fix the offense, and they the were really bad. The, the, the guy that what? The guy who posed with the fish. Yeah, that guy. <laughs> another another sign that he wasn't the guy for the job there. If I would have seen that, I would have ran with it. I would have been like, yeah, that was totally me. Because it wasn't him. It just looked, it was his doppelganger. And, I mean, it looked just like him. And he had this yeah. serious press conference about how that wasn't him and all this stuff. I was like, dude, have fun with that. You know, loosen up a little bit. Be like, yeah, that's totally me. Especially, I mean... Things weren't going well for him, and maybe that had a lot to do with the response. But, I mean, come on, man. Have fun with it. I I would have. But it's, yeah, the offense was as bad as it could be when he was there. I mean, I remember they lost some, like, 9-6 games or something like that. Or where I know that they had only scored six and some. But, yeah, it's this, this isn't looking any better so far. I know it's one game, but still, it's you. You're not getting cupcakes in the SEC. So, if the, if this doesn't go well, uh, Florida this season, it's it's gonna that seat's gonna get hot in a hurry. They're in the swamp. It can be fixed. You just got to get the right guy to do it. 
Yeah. Well, what would you think if uh, Petrino put up some good numbers at A&M and then Florida continues their slump and Florida called on Petrino? Would, what would that be like? That'd be scary, wouldn't it? It would be, it would be good for not Florida. Good for, yeah, not good for really anybody else, but good Cause, for Florida. Because that's the thing. I hope that doesn't. No, I hope it doesn't either. Um, I was thrilled when Chip Kelly decided he was going to go to Los Angeles as opposed to Gainesville. That was, oh, I didn't want to see that. I didn't. I didn't want to see Chip Gell, Chip Kelly take the Florida job. But I, when he, yeah, when he said I'm gonna, I'm gonna stick to the Pac-12, I was like, whew. And he might not have, you know, he might not have wanted to deal with recruiting here in the South. I, I don't know what his mindset was. He just, uh more familiar base there in the on the west coast pack 12 but yeah i was thrilled when he decided not to take that one take that job uh petrino to florida would be yeah that, that would be great news for florida that would be terrible news for everybody else in the sec uh let me let me throw another one at you um i don't know that it'll happen i, th I think the petrino one is more likely to happen because of the success he had at Arkansas. I mean, he ended on a high night. I know it, his departure was, wasn't anything pretty, but he ended on as high of a note as you could. I mean, just mm -hmm. the steady progression, go from five and seven to 11 and two in a four year span, top five finish national ranking. Yeah, that's, that's impressive. And to see what he did against Arkansas at Missouri state last year. And if he lights it up at A&M, yeah, I, I'm. If I'm the Florida boosters, I'm taking a serious look at that. Well, we could we could go get this proven coach, who's proven he can he can win in this league at Arkansas. What's he going to do with Florida? Yeah. But the I I skipped it, but I was going to say. Uh, the other possibility, Malzon. You you're. Yeah. I know, I know that's the reaction, and P and a lot of Florida fans would probably say that because it's like, well, Auburn let him go. Why, why would we hire him? But you see what he's doing at UCF, at least right now. That that means something. I mean, we saw they we saw what Lane Kiffin did at FAU, you know, turning that around. So that opened up that opened up a door in a hurry, you know, to take an SEC job. It could happen for Malzahn too. But the Petrino one is very is very intriguing. Something to keep an eye on. I think those two schools in particular, you know, uh, to see if it doesn't happen. Yeah, something to keep an eye on. Yeah, I hope it doesn't happen. But I mean, it'd be great for Petrino, great for Florida, but not great for everybody else, especially you know for us as Arkansas fans. But okay, uh, let's. All right, yeah, we we've got college football games from now. To Monday, thank so God. We, yeah, we are in college football season. I did Life catch, I did catch the Notre Dame Navy game last yeah. Saturday. Uh, how much of that did you watch, if any, and your thoughts? And I, we probably paid attention to it until like midway through the second quarter. Like I who's, was hoping for we? something entertaining. Oh, I, I was down in Florida, staying with uh, Luke. Our buddy okay. Luke. So we how long were you there? We're all uh for about six days. So oh, okay. Yeah. And if you're gonna yeah. go make the trip, might as well stay for a bit. 
All right. Luckily, Hurricane missed us. But yeah, we 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 were you know we we're drinking some beers, watching the game, hoping for something you know just slightly competitive, and it wasn't. So we kind of lost interest pretty fast. And yeah, I don't think we watched it after halftime. It was interesting for two drives because the yeah. triple option, because just the contrast and styles was neat. That's what I really wanted to see. Just uh, Notre Dame, a quarter, getting a quarterback that's thrown a hundred plus touchdowns and, you know, being able to throw it around and the triple option Navy team, just seeing that contrast and styles. I wanted to see how it would work. Navy ran it as well as, you know, they run that offense as well as they can. They've done it forever. But, yeah, Notre Dame was clearly better and had sniffed that out. And it it took them a, it took them a couple of series, but once they figured out how to defend it, yeah, there was no chance for Navy. Now, you know, Notre Dame is the significantly more ta- talented team. Played in Dublin, Ireland, by the way. Yeah, that's pretty cool. That was neat. Uh, so it was really hard to gauge, you know, judge how Notre Dame is probably going to look this year against other opponents, tougher opponents. But from what I saw, just from what I saw on the field, uh, Notre Dame's run game looked really good. The passing game looked very good. But what made all that possible, what stood out to me that, you know, made that offense go was that offensive line. That offensive line, I don't, I know it's Navy, but man, they were stout. I mean, the, the the running backs were averaging, looked like 10 yards a carry. And they've got a good back. They've got a good lead back, and they've got some good backs. And the quarterback can play, Sam Hartman. But that offensive line made made things go. And that's going to be tough. That's, that's going to be – that's going to make things difficult for opposing defenses, defenses throughout the year. And that's one thing Notre Dame always does. They have linemen. Yeah, they always have some great lineman or tight end coming out every few years. No different this year. That'll be the same this year. Yeah. That quarterback looked pretty good, though. I'd say he's uh, got his uh, campaign started off on the on the right leg for sure. Yeah, uh, he's, a, he's a veteran guy. I mean, he's 24 years old, I think, which is... Dang, he's probably got a 401k already. But, see, I mean, there's... Plenty of guys like that now. There's plenty of six-year guys right now because getting that extra year of COVID, uh, the COVID season. So he's not going to be the only one. There's a there's a good handful of these guys that are, you know, leading programs that are at the quarterback position that are about 24 years old. Uh, Stetson Bennett last year. So this is this is a normal thing right now. So yeah, uh, veteran quarterback. Uh, four touchdowns. Yeah, I mean he's he's a, he's proven it at Wake Forest. He did it at Wake Forest. You know what, what's he going to do at Notre Dame? That's definitely a, definitely on the Heisman watch right now. Yeah, I thought it was pretty cool. He actually has a piece of his rib that had to be removed as a necklace. Which is that what pretty, that was? Pretty sweet. <laughs> yeah, I, I I don't think I had the volume up very high i saw them showing the necklace i was like that's a weird looking necklace like why is that why are they showing that so i completely missed that but yeah that's interesting pretty pretty cool actually yeah uh but yeah notre dame's gonna be one of those teams to watch this year okay so arkansas our razorbacks play at litter rock saturday war memorial stadium 
Uh, game yep. bu- game got bumped to bump down to and noon. Then- so I'm gonna have to find a way to get ESPN Plus. I think I have a hookup on that. So we're gonna I'm gonna look into that so I'll be able to watch the game. But Western Carolina. All right, let's give a score prediction on that. I'll let you go first. Noon uh, game. 45-17. Arkansas. That's a good guess. Giving Cam Little a field goal. Dang, that's a good guess. I like that. I'm going to go... Who? I'm going to go, gosh, that's a good guess. I like that score prediction. I will, yeah, dang. I will go. I'll go 49. No, no, 42. I'm going to go 42. 42, 20. 42-20 Razorbacks. Okay. Because that defense, Drew Sanders isn't there, and they looked as bad as you could look in the poll game last year. I know we had a lot of guys missing for that, but I don't know how you make up for that. And, of course, the, the secondary was really banged up, but, man, they were the ones that were out there were bad, minus, uh, gosh, McAdoo. And is he okay? I know he had a big injury. Like in the offseason. Yeah, what car yeah, wreck or something? I, what was it? I think it was yeah, I think it was involved in an accident, but I think he should be good to go. So Yeah, Quincy McAdoo, the uh, true freshman from Clarendon, who switched from receiver to corner and I mean looked like a really good D B for us. And yeah, I hope he's all right. Hope he's hope he can play, hope he's ready to go. I mean, that's if you're banged up playing corner, man that you you can't afford to slow you know be slowed down by anything so hopefully western carolina i was gonna say western carolina is like zero and 20 versus sec teams and like zero and 60 versus uh fbs so i wish hopefully we said that i wish i went and read it on twitter today but (laughs) you you didn't have to repeat it here now everybody's we're gonna get all kinds of hate tweets we're gonna get all kinds of hate tweets when we blow it what the heck, man? You saying we're gonna blow it? <laughs> I, I'm so, I'm. It's Arkansas. It's the Arkansas Razorbacks. We lost to Liberty last year. Sure. It's uh, it's not out of the realm of possibility, especially in it's week not. one. It's I could th- I could throw out all kinds of hypotheticals where this scenario could be a thing. I'm not going to because I'm not going to speak it into existence. But as as long as I'll just say this, as long as KJ and uh, Rocket Sanders are healthy, we've got a chance. Uh, what, what, are, what are the numbers you predict for KJ, uh, KJ and Rocket Sanders, passing yards, touchdowns, and rushing uh, yards and touchdowns? I think KJ will probably have about 250 in the air, probably 50 to 60 on the ground with about Three touchdowns. Rocket Sanders will have somewhere around 150 yards. Uh, probably one of them going to be a long screen pass that goes for goes for a ways. He'll probably have two touchdowns. That'd be my guess. 
I'm going to say 121 yards uh, for Rocket Sanders rushing. I'm going to give him, I'm going to say two touchdowns. I feel good about that. Uh, we'll say, KJ, I'm, I'm with you. I think he's around that 250 mark. I'll say 247, just so we don't completely agree. I'll say 247, uh, two touchdowns through the air. And he's going to rush for one, too. He'll have about 67 yards on the ground. Uh, okay. Rushing touchdown. So, predictions hopefully there. Hopefully they're out of the game by the third, third quarter. Ho- hopefully. Okay. Uh, KJ, KJ stayed out there a little too long in some games, which didn't. it made no sense to me the way Pittman would manage some games last season. Uh, you'd have – he'd take the foot off the gas – way too early in certain ga- in a couple of games the bowl game being one the old miss game being uh, the first that really sticks out to me yeah. but keep that aggression if you want to do it with a g- different unit do that but keep that aggression you know don't lose that don't i mean he's an offensive line coach man i mean he's got to hey, you got to have some more grit you know when it comes to st- something like that don't take your foot off their throat uh don't take your foot off the pedal Hammer down and no, finish. We, we it. don't do that here. We don't do that here anymore. We got rid of his ass. We yes, don't hammer we down. Did. Yes, we did. But well, we never had a lead either, so we couldn't really couldn't really use it. But yes, you're correct in that. We don't need to speak anything from that era. Um, but yeah, d- don't give in. Don't give in. No um, mercy. No mercy. If you want, like I said, if you want to do it with a different unit, fine. And what what I was getting at was, even though we take our foot off the gas some last season, uh, like KJ would still be out there like running the ball. Yeah, I think it was the Ole Miss. It might have been the Ole Miss game where he took a big hit, a big awkward hit at the end of the game. Like, why is he still out there running the ball? Made no sense. But. Yeah, if if you want to do it with a different unit, do that. Uh, throw throw Jacoby Criswell out there. Let's see what he can do. Uh, especially in a game like this, if you got the lead on them early, get those guys out of there because it's going to be the way KJ plays. It's going to be. I mean, that's how he's most effective. But you want to keep him healthy through uh, whatever it is, twelve regular season games. But yeah, that's a score prediction there. Uh, let's uh, let's jump to pro football for a little bit. Have you looked up anything on the or seen anything on the Aaron Rodgers and uh, the Giants linebacker uh, situation? The the beef back and forth at during a play. I actually uh, got to catch up on all the hard knocks last week or this past week while I was in Florida. So yes, I did get to see that. Uh, I thought it was hilarious. Uh, where he said, I don't even know who you are. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, I thought it was funny. But he knows yeah, exactly I... who Rodgers is, though. Well, of course he does. I mean, he's just, he can't think of a, anything to come back with that. So that's that's his response. Uh, his, and his, they ESPN, I don't know why I get on that website still sometimes. They had a whole article on this guy. Uh, explaining himself why he did it and he didn't like a hard knocks portrayal of it well no kidding like you look you looked foolish in it 
Um, I haven't seen the episode, but I have seen that clip. I need to watch that episode. Might do that tonight. We'll see. But uh, yeah, from from what I saw in the play, Aaron Rodgers was right, you know, and and reacted the same way I would in that situation. So kudos kudos to him. I didn't know who the guy was either. So yeah, anybody did it twice. I mean, after Rodgers released the ball, I mean, hell, he took four to five steps and gave him a push. I mean, it's. You don't right. you don't do it's that. Yeah, yeah, you don't do that anyway, but you definitely don't do it to Aaron Rodgers. And he's gonna make you pay for it. And he did what he threw a touchdown a couple of plays later. Yeah. To Garrett, Garrett Wilson. Wilson. My number two draft pick. Okay, so you've already had your you've already had your fantasy uh draft. Um yeah. actually it's my number he might have been my number one, but we're we're playing a keeper league, so it's a little different. Yeah, I wouldn't take him in the first round, but I wouldn't think. But that's going to be the big, that's going to be the big pick, uh, yeah. in in fantasy football leagues this year. He's the guy that everybody's expecting something from. Um, I don't know who that person was last year. You could say it was. I don't know that it was. I, I wouldn't say it was. No, it wasn't like a Russell Wilson, even though you expected better than what you got. But yeah, Garrett Wilson is the he's projected to be the breakout guy this season. And rightfully so. You saw what Devontae Adams was with Aaron Rodgers. As good of a wide as you could get, pretty much. And you know, Garrett Wilson could be that guy, you know, for the Jets. We will see. I'm definitely gonna I'm gonna take him if the opportunity is there and it makes sense, I will do it then. When should you have your fantasy football draft? When is a good time to do it? Because right historically, preseason is over. Yeah, you want to do it after all that's done, and yeah. it, it preseason is over, right? Yes. Okay. Well, I'll go ahead and get in the league then, and probably do it this weekend. I was going to do it this weekend, regardless. One, it's a holiday weekend. Don't work Monday. Two. I wanted to go ahead and have it before next show because, uh, yeah. yeah, we only got a four-day break now. So give us a, give us a little something to, to talk about there. I, 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 wanna, I wanted to do all that before next week's show. But, okay, how many, how many uh, leagues are you in this year? Weren't you in, like, three last year? I was in, yeah, technically four, but, yeah, I was in three. Oh gosh, that's Three crazy. normal ones and one daily, uh, you know, one daily pick so it was like you pick a new team every week which i believe i'm only into uh this season uh i left my i left one of the league's champion so i'm good with that uh, so yeah i think it's just down to two this season well as i've said on this show said it all last year and i've said it you know before uh years past i do one league one that's all i have time and energy for uh two i don't want to watch a game and then be rooting Green for a play, and then at the same time being like, oh, no, but I'm playing him. Like, he's on my team, but I'm playing. It's too much for me. Uh, just give me just give me one league to focus on. Now, I did that last year, last year, and I had as bad of a season as I've ever, as I pretty much ever had in fantasy, uh, or pretty close to it, not as bad as my worst, but it was, it was bad, it, and I lost interest. That's the only reason I joined a fantasy basketball league was because I needed something to look forward to because football was done. My team was terrible. 
uh, took took Josh Allen too high, and he disappointed. Had a disappointing year. Threw a ton of interceptions. Yeah, and just I don't know. Just I just had a trash team. So yeah. I'm still I'm still going to do that. I'm still going to stick with one that's league because that's all I have the time and energy for. But hopefully, it just goes a lot better and it's more enjoyable this time around. Yeah, public service announcement: If you are in two leagues and you even thinking about joining a third league, just don't do it. Just don't do it. It's maddening. You feel like a psycho. Just don't do it. It's too much. It's it's too much. Too much. I don't have that kind of time and energy. I can put all my energy into one team and feel really good about my chances. I'm at least I'm, I'm like okay. I'm at least prepared going into this matchup this week. If I have three teams, there's no way. I mean, there's there's no way that can happen. And I'll divvy it up. I'd feel like I'm giving too much attention to this one team. I need to go pay attention to this other, and I can't put all my focus there. I don't have time for that. I can't do that. At that I'm not winning records in all three of them. Yeah, it. I. That wouldn't happen for for me. I've done that before because I, I have proof of this. Like I've done, I've been that guy before. I've been in three leagues before. I'm like, oh, the more I'm in, the better chances I have of winning a league. And that just, that didn't work for me. I'd have a mediocre team in one, and then I'd have a below average team in another, and then a terrible team in the other. I think I went like two and, you know, three and 13 or two two and 14 in one league that, that year, my worst one. So, yeah, that was a bad year, at least in that league. All right, so... Okay, who who did you take first, and who's number one on the draft board? I'm just curious about that. Uh, my keeper, or, or, the keeper is pretty much your first round. You keep whoever you, pretty much your best player on your last year's team was, and you look at all the other teams. It's a 14 team league, by the way. You look at all the other players and you figure out what they're going to keep. And so you pretty much, I had to keep Travis Kelsey. He's he's listed in the top ten. He's I think he's like number eight or something. So I had to keep him because if I would have went for a keeper, I would have technically had like eight people pick before me and I wouldn't have got him anyways. No, so, definitely not. I would have um, got him. I would have been but, worse off. But who is number one on like the board? Like who is the number one guy in the pre-draft rankings? Oh, man, I, I couldn't tell you. Like <laughs> you can't even say, can't yeah. even tell me. Um, Cause I, I was trying to think of that today. I was it's like, who receiver. even would it be? It's a receiver. Is it really? I believe so. Don't be drafting running backs in the first two rounds, boys and girls. It doesn't pay off. Uh, but hasn't the rule always been draft a running back first round? If, you ha- if you're in a league with two running backs, go ahead. But my league is only one running back and two wide receivers. So, hmm. Interesting. I haven't seen a league like that. Um yeah, I've always been in uh, leagues with two running backs. So, yeah, interesting. If you do that, go for it. But, but there's there just aren't many feature backs no. anymore. No, it's going to be few and far in between. So if if they're there and they're in the top, projecting the top ten or fifteen, go ahead and get them. But other than that, you could just find value later on in you know round three or four. So, yeah, I know my team was absolute trash last year. So I, I come off as I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. But I have won two fantasy championships in football. Uh, so, dang it. So, I can't even keep count of how many I've won. Okay, well, 
people can people can listen to you more. But you've also been in ten thousand leagues a year, so there's that. But I've all I've but I've also admitted that that doesn't go well for me. So all right, so listen to Brad on some on some or most of this y'all if you want to. We'll see how the season goes, and then we'll we'll go from there for each of our teams. We'll keep y'all updated. Okay, I wanted to touch up on some volleyball real quick. Uh, one, uh, before I started the show, I turned the TV on. I saw Arkansas was playing the number one team in the country in volleyball, Wisconsin at Barnhill in Fayetteville. Uh, second night in a row. They played. They played last night too. Yep, and almost won. What was the What was the match? Uh, Three two was the match. Really? Lost. Wow. Yeah, and they took them all the way pretty much. So. Good job, yeah, I, Hogs. Yeah, I didn't know that they played last night. I knew I saw that they played tonight. I turned it on. They lost in three games. They they lost the match in three games. But that's the number one team in the country. And I saw that Arkansas is ranked twenty uh, first, like twenty first in the country. So I don't know what's happened, but uh, yeah, shout out to the coach. I mean, apparently they got somebody there that can recruit. And yeah, that's a uh, because Ar because Arkansas there's. There's no history here in volleyball. When I was a reporter and we covered, you know, we were we we covered it. Um, all the good teams were in northwest or northeast Ar northwest or northeast Arkansas. Now they had some powers there, but that was the only programs that you know were worth anything at the high school level uh, in volleyball, except for the private schools in Central Arkansas, like the Little Rock Christians, the the you know, Little Rock Christian Academy, the or Pulaski Academy. So volleyball isn't like a big thing around the state, but it's good to see that. Um, also, crazy about the Nebraska volleyball attendance. It's apparently a big deal in Nebraska. Um, had 92,003 fans watching the five-time NCAA champion Nebraska volleyball team uh, beat in-state Omaha 3 nothing uh, in their match. Uh, what was it? Was it? yesterday a couple of days ago pretty cool yesterday. to see yeah i was gonna say that's had that's third, amazing had a third of their population show up for that game i mean that, that's awesome. wild i, I would have yeah. loved to have been there for that just to see that kind of atmosphere and especially at outdoors super neat so pretty cool for them uh but we'll touch up on more next week we're out of time we'll see y'all next week this is Graham pal the brown deuces y'all peace go hogs